Welcome. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Cartoonist and awesome Greek, Katrina Constantine, comes to the studio for a comic strip geek out. Also, other things happen. This episode is brought to you by MapBest. Smartphones. They already control our lives, so let them help you be a slightly better person. Simply plug in your destination, and MapBest will find a stop on your route where you can help your community. Going to a new restaurant? Well, first, it's to the food bank to volunteer. Going to the movies? Not before going to the library to read to some kids. And to keep you motivated, your phone won't unlock until you go and do these activities. It's like it knows how much of a procrastinator you are. MapBest. Be your best self. Because you're being forced to. Download the app today at toacertaindegree.com. Lyle Lovett on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That was his song, of course, Penguins from I Love Everybody, I think is the name of the disc. I think that's how he intended for me to say it, of course, too. Uh, Before that, we heard from the Wombats, Tales of Girls, Boys, and Marsupials, which is sort of the theme for this uh, this show today. I've got a very special guest today. Uh, Katrina Constantine is here. Good morning, Katrina. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm, I'm much better now that you're here. Because I got to say, it's nice to have a guest because otherwise it's just me talking. Yeah, that wouldn't be too good. No, it's not. It is not too good at all. Katrina, I played obviously the Penguin song because Penguins are a big part of uh, what you do, your cartoon uh, that we'll learn more about here coming up. Uh, So if anybody wants to go right now while they're listening to kickingcones.com and kind of read and listen at the same time, very difficult to do. I can't do it, but maybe other people can. Can you do that? No, no. No, so you're not. Horrible multitasker. So I know a little bit about you've chatted a couple of times, and obviously we just automatically know a lot about each other because we're both Greek. Yeah. So that's convenient. So we can do, uh, we can just hug and do the osmosis thing and learn about all the terrible things that have happened to us in childhood. But to learn more about you in general, I want to play a little game. So it'll be a yes or no kind of 20 questions game. So if you're for something, you're going to say milk. Milk. And if you're against something, you're going to say honey. So we're going to play milk or honey. Okay. Now, I know you're vegan, so (laughs) don't consider this milk from like a goat or a cow. This could be soy, almond, cashew, pecans. I'm not sure if you can milk a pecan, but if you can, then just consider it that way. Honey obviously is not hygienic. It's not produced in a very hygienic environment. Uh, You know, that bugs feet touch it. Feets, obviously. Feets, yeah. Yeah. And because it's bees, so bees' feet. And then you have their mouths potentially touching it as well. And so you don't even want bugs in your house. You want to have something from a bug's house? Oh, no. I want bugs in my house. You do? Yeah. I'm because uh, of vegan. Oh, I can't yeah. Kill them, so that's that's I a just good point. coexist. Yeah. So you have no choice. No. Yeah. So is that why you have so many dogs? Is so the dogs will kill them? Yeah. Okay. So I don't sense. feel guilty. So we're going to learn more about your dogs too. But first, let's play milk or honey. And we'll go through a couple of these things. iPhone X, milk or honey? iPhone X. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the unpopular opinion of honey because I don't do Apple products. Oh, you don't? No, I'm yeah. the one creative person in the whole world that doesn't do Apple products. Like not at all even for your home computer oh, and all of that? Really? It's, uh, because of a very traumatic event that happened when I was about... 20. You got hit by a Macintosh? Um, no, I downloaded iTunes and it took over my entire computer and I couldn't play anything on my Windows media player. 
And so I was just like, it just took over and it wouldn't get deleted. And every time I tried to restart the computer, it would just come back. And I was like, I, I was just so sad for months. Like, oh, because yeah. it, it blocked you from your yeah, uh, just, music and stuff. From everything. Really? I just, yeah, it just tried to take over my life, like an abusive relationship. And I just said no more. And since then, I've never touched an Apple product. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's impressive. Okay, uh, how about voicemail? Voicemail. Milk or honey? I'm going to start off negative. I, it's not a things? negative yeah, thing. No, it, it, it's, this is your opinion. <laughs> uh, I would definitely say honey for voicemail because I, I hate speaking into things that can be recorded right so no, like, that makes sense yeah no so like the only thing i can think of that's worse than uh leaving a voicemail would be like i don't know getting interviewed on a radio show yeah yeah no that is worse <laughs> yes oh it's all downhill I would, from here i would never do anything like that <laughs> yeah i could tell uh i think that's very interesting though that you said i don't like talking into things because i thought that's where you were going to end it and i'm like oh that's amazing you're right we shouldn't talk into anything <laughs> Uh, how about colonizing Mars, milk or honey? Oh, definitely milk. Oh, um, so you want to go? Oh, yeah. No, I want to be like the person to go to Mars. Nice. Yeah, I was trying to think of uh, like good ways to save money. Yeah. And one of the things I thought of was, you know, like cut off all my family and friends so I don't have to pay for birthday presents. And You and can't ever, send anything yeah. from Mars, right? Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, that probably wouldn't be so good. But if I could go to Mars... I would never have to pay for my bills ever again. So um, right, yeah, everything is paid for. You might yeah. die at any given moment. Oh yeah, but no, that's I'm, worth the it's worth it. Yeah, when the you're dead, you don't have to pay for things too. So. I, that is, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've been asking this question for almost two years now. First time somebody came up with that perspective, I love it. That's good. Yeah. That's a really, really good one. <laughs> yeah, um, and also Earth is dying, and might as well go somewhere else. Yeah, well, that's an excellent point yeah. as well. Uh, so do you hope your family listens to this at some point um, so they know that, that you don't want to buy them things anymore? Hi, mom and dad. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> uh, so let's go to, uh, we just had Halloween from my understanding, yeah. uh, zombies. How do you feel about zombies? Uh, um, well, if there was a zombie apocalypse, I would definitely be one of the first people to be bitten. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not really good at running away from things except for my feelings. And uh, do you run away from them or do you just tamp them down as much as possible? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little combination. Combo. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But um, I would definitely I would say I'd probably get bitten by um, a zombie dog. Oh, because you go up to pet it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Or yeah. like start a zombie dog rescue or something like that. Oh, yeah. So since I would become a zombie, I would have to say milk on that because I have to support myself. Yeah. 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 Well, also, you don't have to get presents if you become a zombie. Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. That's the greatest part. <laughs> uh, so, 1861, uh, James Naismith uh, was born, a Canadian physical educator, inventor. Uh, he's the one who came up with basketball. So, I wanted to see basketball, milk or honey. Hmm. Well, first of all, ew, Canadians. Yep. <laughs> um, you Canadians are. Canadians are the best. Yep. No, you guys are. Um, basketball, I, I'm... I would say honey, like sports in general, I'm I'm not really that crazy about, mm -hmm. but I like being there. I like uh, yelling really loud. Yeah, yeah, live events, like yelling really loudly. Right, because you have like all the gloves are off, I guess. You yeah. don't have to worry about what people are going to think yeah. about you. Even if you don't yell about things that are actually happening, you could just yell like, yeah, someone help me, like really loudly and no one knows. <laughs> I would imagine it's there. So is that an emotional cry for help or is that like an actual cry for help? Or are like, you like thinking a, that's going to happen in the arena? 
Like maybe something. <laughs> I don't know. No more questions. <laughs> <laughs> no more questions on that topic. All right. Uh, let's move on to coffee. Milk or honey? Definitely milk. Okay. So you put a little milk in your coffee. Um, yeah, it's soy milk, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. Um, yeah, no, I, I can't live without coffee. It's wonderful. So I think there's that stereotype of creatives needing some sort of fuel. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, coffee would be yours. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a stereotype really in the creative world. I think it's it's factual. Yeah. 100%, like no exception. So it's caffeine and sadness for you. Caffeine and sadness. Yeah. That's okay. what makes a great artist. Yeah. Yeah. Regret and revenge. That's all <laughs> I'm driven by. Yes. All right. Let's go with driverless cars, milk or honey. Definitely milk for that. Um, I love the idea of not having to do anything myself and having to like, not having to like think. Mm -hmm. Um, so driverless cars, like I hate driving, first of all, and I hate right. other people driving more than I hate driving. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good. That's a good yeah. balance. Like I don't trust myself, but I don't trust other people more. Mm -hmm. Um, so and you probably are a great passenger. Oh yeah. I'm the best. Yeah. I, you know, hands yeah. on, hands on all things, telling them exactly how to drive. Yeah, really good passenger. Great. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like people are scared of technology changing, and I kind of just embrace it. Like, I'm I'm really ready to be half human, half robot. Oh, okay. Yeah. And just, like, go into virtual reality world and um, just stay there forever. Great. So yeah. you're just, like, any technology, you'll embrace it. Bring it on. Yeah, great. Except for Apple products. <laughs> With the exception <laughs> of that one. Okay, well then, how about, uh, I just learned of these recently, and I wanted to get your take on it, sushi burritos. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I still eat sushi. You, know, oh, you do? Vegans can still eat sushi. You just can't put any, like, fish or... Well, any fish, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but the we, rolls, the rice. Yeah, I can even stuff. have fake cream cheese and, like, fake fish. It's so good. Oh, okay. Um, so sushi and a burrito, two of my favorite things. Definitely milk. Uh, put them together. Yeah. Yeah. And you would have that. Okay. For sure. I wasn't sure what to make of it when I first heard it because there's something like, no, but then, oh, yeah, it's more convenient that way. Is it like a giant sushi roll? I would imagine that's what it ends up being. They were actually, uh, so they've been around a while, but the reason this came up was a couple of months ago, they were testing them at, of all places, Starbucks in Chicago. That it would be the, a good place. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, a landlocked area. And a coffee shop is where you want to try a new sushi product. Definitely. I mean, yeah, those are the two things that I look for. That's the crowd. When I'm looking. I mean, I do a segment called Bad Business Ideas, and even I don't think that was a good idea. <laughs> no. so Did it work? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. So they're not around anymore, so we'll see. If there's a rollout of sushi burritos, then yes, it worked. Maybe if not, you can bring it here. Maybe I could. Maybe I could. Maybe I should just go to, uh, to art shows. Yeah. To art and oh, that would be, type of shows. That would be your crowd, for yeah. sure. That's a good point. Market. Uh, from an art perspective and from a having to learn a perspective, how do you feel about cursive? cursive. Some states are starting to bring it back like they stopped teaching it for That's a while. That's what I thought. I, I yeah. was like... Uh, and they're bringing it back now. I mean, I think it's good because you can write really fast with it. But as far as like requiring it, I don't know. I mean, for graphic design, it's nice. You have like the pretty letters mm -hmm. and certain things. Um, but I personally... Um, am lukewarm to cursive because we were forced to write in cursive throughout middle school with a blue pen. Ugh. Oh, so you couldn't make any yeah, mistakes. No, and it you felt and a lot just of pressure. Blue pen, like why not black pen? Yeah. Is there something wrong with blue? Do you not like blue? Well, now I don't. Now that I was forced to write with it for four years. Oh, so you're yeah. anti blue. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely anti blue. Okay, so it's oh. also the color of sadness and several other things. Yeah, so I could see that. Yeah, definitely all for black pens. 
Okay. And uh, yeah, so, but. So you're more goth when it comes to pens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely on the darker side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just pens, though. You like, there's nothing goth about you personally. Oh, no, everything's goth about me. I, I, uh, behind my, my bright, sunshiny smile, it's just pure sadness. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I think that's more emo, but that's fine. Uh, so this oh, yeah, is that is more emo. this is an interesting uh, topic. So you, I, I would love to hear what uh, what your take on it is. Uh, China sent up an 8.5 ton test space station, and so it wasn't meant to stay up there, and it's falling to the earth, and it will crash late 2017, early 2018. Milk or honey? Um milk let life happen you yeah. know just bring it on i like the idea of something just crashing down and we have no idea where it's yeah. gonna go yeah it's uh thrilling yeah yeah I, I mean what was the date again uh it's they're not sure exactly but it's going to be in a couple of months basically oh great oh this, three is, to six so, months. this yeah. is so exciting i might not even have to you know worry about this for too much longer <laughs> you may not even have to buy any presents <laughs> no, or anything or yeah. anything right before christmas <laughs> hopefully that would be great uh, let's go back to your phone for a second. Taking your phone in the bathroom. They found, they did a recent study. I think we all kind of knew this. Yeah. If you do that, you're more likely to pick up some germs. Like the poop particles on your toothbrush yeah. type of deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I have four dogs, mm -hmm. and they literally eat their own poop. And then I sleep with them and hug them and kiss them. So uh, poop particles on my phone are really the least of my worries. Okay. So you don't mind taking don't mind. your phone I, I mean, the... do my best thinking in the yeah. bathroom. So. Yeah. Oh, as we all do. I do still want the uh, the phone, uh, the waterproof phone for the shower area because I feel like that's where all my good ideas come That up. would be great. Or um, some sort of recorder. Recorder for yeah. singing in the shower, too. I don't know about that. I don't think yeah, any no. good can come of that. No, I think you, you should start doing Okay, that. well, we'll look into that. That's, I'm going to write that down as a potential <laughs> yeah. bad business idea. While I'm doing that, milk or honey, uh, cinematic universes. So we had Thor come out this weekend to extend the Marvel Universe. Yes. We got the DC movie coming out shortly. That'll be Justice League. Mm -hmm. Really not sure what to make of that one. Uh, but then you have everybody else kind of doing them. There was the dark universe over at uh, Universal with all the monsters that they started. And now they're wondering if that's going to work, that sort of thing. But how do you feel about that as a storytelling device, as a you know way to uh, make movies um, that not only stand alone, but that have sort of a, a bigger function? I mean, I think it's cool to create something that can connect from multiple angles. Like um, Net Netflix did the, what was it, The Defenders? Yep. But I didn't really like that show. But I like the idea of it. Like, it could have just been done better. Did you like the other I individual loved, shows? I loved, like, the individual shows. Okay, so, so Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones was one of my favorite shows. Uh, Daredevil's really good. Yeah. I thought Luke Cage was done. Um, I, and I think probably, uh, did you watch Iron Fist as well? No, I didn't see that one. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the character that kind of brought it down for me was uh, yeah. this sort of entitled... Uh, curly-haired guy that, and he was the same in the show itself. Yeah. So the, it, him in The Defenders was kind of an extension of that character. Exactly. So, I mean, the idea of it, sometimes the way they're they're actually created is, like DC, I feel like they just keep doing origin stories over and over and over mm -hmm. and over again. Um, whereas I wish they would get a little more creative or, on that aspect. Would you call them origin stories? <laughs> call them origin stories. Ah, nice. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I just, I, so milk on the idea and honey on the execution sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you see Thor this past week? No, weekend? I didn't. I heard it's good though. Yeah, I want to yeah. go see it. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, the, 
I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the director guy who did um, uh, Wind, The End Shadows. Harvey movie. Weinstein. Yes, yeah, yeah, that guy. Him. He's so good. So great. Uh, we're going to cut that part out. <laughs> All right. Uh, we said sandwiches. Let's say sandwiches. Milk or honey? Definitely milk. Um, I love sandwiches. If I could just make everything a sandwich. Can we make the sushi burrito a sandwich? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It could be a sushi sub. That's great. Yeah. I'll take it. So favorite sandwich to make for yourself and then favorite sandwich to have made for you? Um, favorite sandwich to make myself. I've been, I used to love tuna salad sandwiches. So my version of it is a chickpea salad sandwich. Oh, nice. So I smash chickpeas together and then I yeah. put the fake fish in. Okay. It's like fried. And then put a pickle and the veganaise mayo. Mm-hmm. The most delicious thing ever. Oh, nice. You may want to try capers in there. You can have that would be capers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, what to, about to have made for you? Um, pretty much anything. Uh, oh, God. Got to get the Greek in me. Um, anything like a gyro type thing. I, in Greece, they used to have these like actual sub sandwiches where they would put tzatziki. And I got meat at the time, but I'm sure I could figure it out without that. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, anything anything Greek. Okay. Fair enough. Because <laughs> I can't make it. I can't cook Greek. No, no, no it's very difficult. And, yeah. Yeah. How about the beach? Milk or honey? The beach? Yeah. Um, I love the beach. Okay. I'm a Floridian. I know a lot of Floridians don't actually like the beach. Um, I'm surprised to find out that I wasn't alone in that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not like it? I grew up on the beach, so it's sort of a take it or leave it thing for me. Yeah. I think it just depends on the beach. Like, the more sharks there are, the more I like that beach. Um, because the less people there. Oh, yeah. gotcha. So. so you're not entering the water at all. Yeah, no, no, no. I hate the ocean. Mm. I love the beach. Okay. I like looking at the ocean. So you literally only like the beach. Like literally only the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like sweltering heat and getting really sticky and uh-huh. um, having sand stuck to me everywhere. Yeah. And just being overall just like, I need to go inside and have a drink. Like, I love that feeling. So, so what you like about it is that it makes you appreciate the indoors more. Um, y- yes. And makes you miss <laughs> so, it. So it makes me miss yeah. air conditioning. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have a talk about what it means to really like something <laughs> okay. in a little bit. Uh, tiny houses. I, How do you feel about tiny houses? Uh, very milk on them. I love, I love, once again, I love the idea of it. Um, for me, because I... I have four dogs. You have four dogs. So four right. big dogs. Yeah, that's not going to work no. out for you. Um, and I'm also a hoarder. Like, uh, mostly, mostly, like we were talking about on the computer, but also in real life. I'm very sentimental, and I like to keep everything. So on the computer, we're talking about sort of digital hoarding. Yeah, digital all your hoarding, files, sure. all the stuff. Like, and... if my computer was a house, you would find dead cats behind the files. Great. Yeah. Great. But, um, mostly because of the four dogs, I would imagine. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um, but I would need like a tiny mansion, so like a regular house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll but, go with that. Yeah. What about the idea of just if you are a hoarder, um, just overall simplifying things, right? Like I, I love think, min- like the idea of minimalism, and yeah, I've been okay. trying to incorporate that a little more in my life. Like I've definitely not as bad as I was when I was younger. Um, I it's just too much clutter. It really does just make you really anxious. I think it's funny because uh, I'm imagining your your art style is very minimalist. It's very simple. It's yes. very, very, very straightforward. And I can just imagine one of your, like, prints 
holding it, you holding it, and then in the background is like your house, and it's just total chaos. chaos. Total that would chaos. that would be a really yeah. good. Uh, According to my setup. mom, though, my house is super clean, mom. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, mom. Yeah, everybody's yeah, houses are really super clean. clean. Don't come over. <laughs> Don't come over. <laughs> no poppins. Uh, okay, last but not least. Uh, dessert wise, and I don't know how where you land on this as a as a vegan, but cobbler, cobbler. Um, well, I love fruit, so okay. I love desserts. Yep, I love fruit in desserts. So this seems I love like a natural cobbler. Okay, so your milk on that, <laughs> milk on that, cobbler or pie? Um, I would ha- if I had to choose between the two, I probably would go with pie. I also, but I. I can still appreciate a cobbler. You can still do. So it's that chaos versus yeah. the organized. And the human cobblers. I appreciate them too. The human cobblers yeah. are always the best as opposed to the mouse cobblers. Yeah. Who yeah, come in sure. and steal all your stuff at night <laughs> and so they can make their own shoes. I hate them. Oh, so annoying. So bad. So annoying. They're the worst. Okay. Do you have a preferred uh, dessert? Um. Yes. Well, it, it depends on the time of the month. Chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate during that time. Um, we'll, we'll edit that one out too. Um, I I really like a good old fashioned chocolate vanilla swirl ice cream. Oh, okay. and I can still have that too. Great. In my very weird forms. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. As as a pill is my understanding. Yeah, no, no, as a pill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you just take a pill and you can imagine eating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I go eat grass. That is exactly the image I had yeah. in my head of the vegan. Yep. You yeah. got it. So uh, this is, I, I think the listeners know this. This is a show about accurate portrayals. Yes. Of lifestyles. You're getting the true life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's play a song on that note. Uh, this is Coast Modern. Uh, I pick, I picked this. It's called Animals because you don't eat them, but you do help a lot with them. As far okay. as animal rescue goes, you have four dogs. And so that's why I picked this one. So we'll hear that and we'll come back with Katrina Constantine. And talk a lot more about many, many different things. Yeah, thank you. Including art. What? Which is so easy to talk about. Uh, and you're listening to a certain degree on WP- WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. And maybe there were some animals there at the end. I'm not really <laughs> sure what that was. Coast Modern with animals from their self-titled album. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. I'm back here with Katrina Constantine. Good morning, Katrina. Good morning. Let's talk about kicking things. Yes. Let's talk that. about kicking cones kicking specifically. Cones. So I don't know. Uh, I haven't shared this with you yet, but one of my favorite things to do as a kid was reading uh, comic strips. So, like, clipping them out of the newspaper, buying the anthology series. And so what was really neat for me was, like, uh, when I started reading Garfield. And then I went back and got the first, like, books that uh, they published and how different he looked, right? Did you ever notice yes, that? No, Did you ever see that? That's really weird because that's actually one of the first uh, things that got me into making comics was Garfield. Oh, and nice. Hobbs. And, yeah, and I went back to, I have the whole Garfield collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really that funny looking back, but... <laughs> It's, but, but it's good from a, like, from a historical like, yes, perspective, right? So I, I got my hands. I had to grab like every comic yes. book. If I ever went to a used bookshop, any comic strip, that's so. I, I would buy it. That's awesome. I actually have notebooks filled with things I cut out from the Sunday paper and most of them oh, are nice. Garfield. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, he looked really weird when he was. Yeah, just those like, huge first. feet and and <laughs> yes. all of that stuff. And it was funny too because I would buy like Doonesbury 
or Doonesbury, yep. however you pronounce it. And I it was I was a kid, and I understand I understood maybe one out of three of them, but mm-hmm. I kept reading them because I knew that you know there was something about it, there was something funny about it, or exactly. so, along those lines. Uh, so that got me into like Far Side. That eventually got me into before Calvin and Hobbes for me was Bloom County. Yes. So that was amazing, and then I ended up going back like Peanuts and reading all the old Peanuts. And Pogo, did you ever read that one? No, I had to read that. That's a really the, good the one style, historically. The, the yeah. style of that one is very yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you get into like the weird stuff, like uh, Zippy the Pinhead and, and things like that. So that was a little bit <laughs> That's just you. out there. Yeah, that was just me. Uh, and eventually I got into comic books and stuff like that. But there's always a place in my heart for, for like traditional comic strips. Um, so the medium itself, comic strips, I think in the more, more uh, modern form, around 110 years old. Uh, so if you don't go back to like cave paintings, which I'm sure there was something along those lines back then, um, everything, just like everything else, or just like a lot of other things like music and publishing, uh, the internet has kind of disrupted the way that comics are made and comics are done, but I think in a really good way. So I can look and find and read people's comic strips and support them if I choose, uh, like yourself on Kicking Cones. How did you get there, and what do you think about the current state of comics and art? I mean, I'm talking about comics, but you do a lot more than just that, obviously. Perfect. This is going to be one of those questions where I have to ask what the question was. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. (laughs) So let's start with with where did you, how did you get started in it? So you saw Garfield, and you were reading Garfield, and you fell in love with it and figured. Yeah, as far as, like, comics, I was very much more a a comic strip fan than a comic book fan growing up. Um I could appreciate, like, the style and stuff like that, but I never had the patience to read, like, full-on comic books. So many words. Yeah, Yeah. so many words. Who who has time for that? Um, So I just love the simplicity of the style, the the ability to tell a whole story in just, like, three frames. And um, up until, I think, when the internet started becoming, like, an actual thing, um, I was in, like, eighth or ninth grade, I can't remember, and I was taking computer class, and... I found this artist online called Exploding Dog, and he he did these like one, um, one picture images where people would just send him phrases and he would draw them, and at, it was kind of like a comic in a sense. Like he would oh, make neat, the yeah. pictures fit the words like yeah. really awesomely, and I was obsessed with his work. I would like refresh my the the page a couple times a day just to see if anything new popped up, and um, that was kind of what kickstarted my my digital inspiration because all of his stuff was digital. So um, during computer class, I had learned Photoshop, like the fundamentals. And then I got the, you might have to edit this out, the, the bootleg version for my house. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally legal. Because um, I'm sure Adobe is listening yeah. to it. Adobe is <laughs> a long time, Adobe's a long time listener. Now, now I pay for Adobe. So I have the sure. creative cloud. I have to, because you can't get around it anymore. <laughs> Um, but anyways, I, I taught myself Photoshop at home and I just started with a mouse. Like I started drawing and looking back, my comics were like really depressing. And I was like, what was well, wrong with this me? this is high school yeah. then. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah, right? Yeah, totally Angsty. makes sense, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I just, I loved that medium. For some reason, it came really naturally to me. And then on my 18th birthday, my, uh, I got enough money for my graduation to buy a pen tablet. So it was 12... 12 years ago that I got my first pen tablet. And from then on out, it was like love at first, love at first draw. So, so as a hoarder, you still have that. I'm oh sure. yeah. Oh no, yeah. for sure. And it still works. 
Because oh, nice. it was back in the day before things uh, self-destructed. Yeah. Yeah, so it still works. Um, and I, I just loved, like, making, just creating, uh, all, putting all my ideas out on, on, in pictures and words and what was the question again? Yeah. <laughs> So being able, let's let's fast forward a little bit. So you found your uh, voice yes. to an extent. Um, you have some characters that you do on a regular basis. So just on the comic strip for a second, and then we can talk about art. Um, what is it that you like and don't like about now the, the distribution model, if you will? To so the it's online. Not, yeah, it's not newspapers anymore. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Did you try applying to newspapers um, or doing any of that? No, at some point? I didn't. I didn't even try. I just like when I got thrown into it, it kind of was at the beginning. So I just tried to make a place for myself on the Internet. Mm -hmm. um, and I personally like because I am a one of I am one of those people who first started doing it on the Internet. Like I, I love that method because anyone you don't. It doesn't limit you to, you know, those like 20 comics and no one else can get in. Mm -hmm. Like you had Garfield, you had Peanut, but no one else could get in because, you know, you have the classics. Um, and, and the online world kind of just opened that space, kind of like with music, um, how iTunes and like YouTube kind of opened it for artists and musicians exactly. everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to have that voice. And I think it's really cool. And I, I don't see it as more of like a competition as like everyone can get a chance to fill that space. And... Uh, I just, I, I really like the online method. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there's definitely downfalls with it. Like too much clutter. Like you go on um, certain websites like Twitter and you put something out there and it, it, it like does great. And then it just fades away and never, mm -hmm. like never seen again. So well, I would imagine a lot of stuff gets stolen or oh, yeah. that's a, that's reposted. A huge and, problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I had this one picture of these two penguins hugging. Um, it said like, I like you a lot. It's like a little except a lot. And it's been literally jacked by from everyone from Budweiser has taken the phrase to like to like small small people on Etsy just everywhere it's been stolen and and it's just it, it at first it was like gut-wrenching like why like no and I just like didn't want to create anymore because mm -hmm. I was like every time I put something out there it's just gonna get jacked and then I had to I had to just realize like no that's what I, I do it because I love it not and if I keep creating like I'm going to be the one who can keep creating ideas and people can steal them, but like no one's going to be able to create them constantly. So. Right. Well, that's good. So it's good that you found some motivation and inspiration out of that. Cause that can be, uh, that can be very much like a gut punch when you realize that anything you have created that you may have worked hard on, yeah. um, can, you can, you can try to spin it into being appreciated. Oh, look, they're appreciating it by copying it. Um, but it can be very frustrating. Yeah. Like, I don't mind if people take it and steal it and print it out. Like, that's that's one thing. But when they resell it as their own, that's right. what makes me. Yeah. Upset. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So what I the impression that I get is the, the community of online artists is very supportive with one another for the most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, there obviously there's going to be some people out there who are still humans. Um, and there's going to be people out there who are super nice about it and, and will maybe even tell you somebody stole your stuff or... Mm -hmm. Uh, give you support at a an event or something like that. Is it a pretty supportive community that you've built? Yeah. You know, in terms of the other artists, I that's one thing I love networking with other artists. Um, they're all so nice, and everyone, as long as you go in as a supportive person, and and you don't see them as competitors, like everyone is just there for the same reason. Mm -hmm. They love to create, they love to make things. Um, and I think it's just a a wonderful, definitely space. Um. I'd love going to MegaCon because I always meet new people every year that we become like lifelong friends. 
and uh, online. I have a couple when I was uh, internet famous for like three months of my life. <laughs> I actually met a couple. More than of, like, most, nice. <laughs> I got to meet a couple of, like the bigger uh, celebrity comics started following me. Um, and I mean, then I dropped the ball and didn't do anything after that. So I lost a lot of people, but they still follow me. So it's really cool to have that. So is it so again with the trade-offs, that's kind of the tough part of being an online artist is you're constantly in promotion mode, right? Yes. And that's really hard for me. Like I, I go through phases where sometimes I'll just make a thousand things and then I'll hibernate for, for like two months. So <laughs> I, I, I have to find a way to like kind of spread it out. Nicer. I was curious about that. Yeah. Because there's, you know, the, the thing about the daily comics is you have to come out with one every day, yeah. which I think is another downside to yeah. it. I, I was going to try to do that, but then I just realized like, that's not, that's not something I'm able to do without right. wanting to, you know, jump off. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> so well, like, yeah, it's, yeah. but, and I want to uh, say it's a discipline thing, but you, what it has to be, it's not a discipline like to sit down and work. Cause I'm yeah. sure you can cut, you can carve out the time to work every day. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a discipline thing to be okay with not putting out like the best possible product. That's my problem. I yeah. am such a perfectionist with you what I put guess out. It, yeah. Oh yeah. And I like to sit on it for like a week and be like, no, that needs to change. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I find like the model of staying relevant, staying relevant is, is very difficult nowadays because you literally have to constantly have new content. But now I realize like you can also stay relevant by just showing things in your life. It doesn't necessarily have to be comics. So so I, um, I was talking to you, I was like, I need to be more of a narcissist because I literally have nothing about myself on, on my social media, yeah. like on my, my kicking cones platform. Um, so I'm thinking of like trying to do more of that to, to put myself more out there and not just my art, but we'll see. What about like uh, works in progress and stuff like that? Yeah, you do stuff, little stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just need to like actually make an effort to put that stuff up. So what's interesting about that is you get, you have to realize that people are connecting with you as a person and not necessarily just your art or just you as an artist. Yeah. And I think that's one thing I, I need to realize because with when it comes to like the people that I follow that I love, like I love them as people too. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I just have to get to that space where I'm like, maybe, maybe that's how some people feel about my art. Like maybe I should be more open with, with certain things and. Yeah, I'll it's, work on that. It's an interesting balance, right? It's an interesting balance, too, because yeah. how much of your privacy are you going to lose? And yeah, that's and I, I would never be the type of, I can I can never be the type of person to put a, up a selfie every day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But I just know, I know that, but at least, like, every once in a while, I should, I should. So what is the uh, sort of the percentage of your comics work versus your uh, your more traditional artwork? Is there... Like a certain amount that you want to balance out? Do you do one to help with the other? I, I well, since I, I wasn't a professionally trained, uh, I've mostly self-taught. Um, I had some good people around me. I wasn't self-taught as in like, I learned this myself. It's, mm -hmm. I've surrounded myself with the right people and they taught me. And um, so I never, writing was more my thing uh, than art, actually. Oh, okay. uh, art was just the way, the means I could communicate it. Um, I always loved, loved art, but it kind of went 50-50. Um, but if you look like my style is nothing exceptional, it's, it's clean and it's like, it's simple and it's nice, but it's nothing like, like, oh my God, how did she do that? So I, I've been working, I make illustrations to get better at art, but comics like my passion because I like to write and I like to tell stories and I like to put my ideas out there. So 
illustration's more just like a practice for me. Okay, so you do that just to get better in general. Yeah, that's your yeah. 10,000 hours. Yeah, exactly. More or less. Oh, that's cool. All right. And then, um, so can we talk a little bit about, you know, what the next step is for your comics work then? Uh, would it be creating a book? Is it a storybook? Is it one character? Or is it more an anthology of all your pieces? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I am going to be working on a Kickstarter soon to put out my first I was going to like create a book from the start at first, but then I realized um, I already have so much. I should just make a collection, collection first. Yeah. So I'm going to go do that, um, make a Kickstarter so I can publish my first book and actually have something physical out there. And uh, after that, I do, I have been wanting to like create my own Garfield-esque, like Calvin and Hobbes-esque. That's been my dream, like to, to make my own uh, company with, like set characters mm -hmm. that are that repeat themselves and not necessarily daily mm -hmm. but um just to have to be able to create that like franchise that that world well that storyline yeah, yeah. storyline and it's so uh, like this whole daily thing versus whenever you come up with a good story i look at it as you know i, I was trying to rewatch some of the old star trek uh television shows and you had 26 episodes in a season and it was so much filler, and I get it, like some of its character development, something, but you're still obligated to do 26 episodes. Yeah. So I, I feel like you're going to come out with, maybe it's Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Thursday, or something like mm -hmm. that, but just doing something where you where you have the good ideas and then collecting them later. Yeah. I love the idea of that, because yeah. then, you know, you're, you feel like you're getting um, uh, more bang for your buck, if it, as it were. Yeah, definitely. You know, you might want, I, I would love to have it every day, but... I'd rather have it so that I enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to lose that that passion. I don't want it to become, I mean, it is a job. So yeah. I, there are times where you do it and you like don't feel like it, but yeah, I don't want to lose that. Yeah. I don't want to like lose that passion. So let me ask you this about starting up a Kickstarter because I've been on the other end. So I've obviously supported some people, especially on the art side and the comic side. What is, uh, what is scary about that? What is something that you're, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to and kind of, uh, biting your nails about? Um, for me, what's scary is just marketing myself in general. Mm -hmm. Would you believe I'm a marketing major in college? Yeah. Yeah, I can <laughs> believe that. I'm really bad. I was really good at the classes, but in, in, in the theories, but in practice, I'm, I just, I'm really bad at promoting myself. I think it's one of the hardest things to do. It's like yeah. going into a job interview or something like that. You're going to talk about yourself repeatedly yeah. for, yeah, it's just I just, just hate talking about myself. Fun, yeah. like, like, I think if somebody comes in and they're really good at it and they love talking about themselves, that usually for me is a check mark against. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Good. So yeah. talking about yourself and, you know, kind of the pitch basically is mm -hmm. coming up with that. Um, so that's what's, that's like the terrifying thing. But the, the cool thing is I'm thinking of it more in, the fact like I don't need I don't want it to to make money like I want it to be more I'm looking at it in the positive way it could be more of a marketing tool like someone will get something out of this that they actually want mm -hmm. um and also it will get word out so it it just makes sense to do that for my first book so it's kind of like a, a way to get get it out there mm -hmm. and support uh without I don't know <laughs> Without having to go through the publishing yeah, world felt, and exactly. all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then locally, you're pretty well known. You could do some, like, uh, some uh, book previews. and Yeah, I'm go. really famous locally. Like, yeah. everywhere I go, people just people, crowd around. Oh, that's a like, kicking house. Oh you know what you need? A <laughs> jingle. 
I do need a jingle. Yeah. Can you make it for me? Of course. Oh, great. Do you want me to do it right now? Yeah, yeah. Or do you want to? I mean, if, you, if you're comfortable. Kicking cones, kicking cones, you'll have toe nays. Yeah. I love it. That is, yeah. that it just is I me. feel like getting some food in there oh, is yeah. really part of your brand. Oh, yeah. No, I need food like every every couple minutes. So Every couple minutes. <laughs> I need food at literally <laughs> every day. Every day. Every day I eat food. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> Let's go to UCF for a second. Yes. So you went there and as you mentioned, you did a marketing degree. I think with a, what was, was there a minor or was there a specialization? Um, it was a, my, my major oh, was marketing, major, business marketing, business marketing major. Yeah. Um, it was the most pointless four years of my life. Was it? <laughs> I love UCF. It's not that it was that I, well, one, everything I learned was outdated by like the, the year I left. That's a big problem. We learned yeah. door to door selling, like door to door selling doesn't happen anymore. Right. Um, and everything just became digital everything became internet digital based so um i just think that things like marketing and business you don't really need to go to school for you just have to get thrown in it and learn and i think that's my problem that's why i i think like the the research based um degrees like anthropology or archaeology or or math or things that's what colleges should be for and i feel like there should be technical colleges maybe for hmm. the things like business cuz i just feel like Whatever I learned there in four years, I learned within one year of actually being in the working world. So Right. Um, so, but you still need that credential and people, I think right now, what I think a lot of people are struggling with is what kind of degree to get and everybody understands business. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So from a marketability standpoint, if you had an art history degree, um, this is what people think. This is what some parents think. Yeah. Uh, as well. Uh, it might help with what you're doing now, which is uh, doing kicking cones and being an artist. Yeah. I actually didn't know I was going to become an artist, though, at all. Like, that, when I went to college, um, out of high school, I, I mean, it so was you went always, directly. I went directly. Yeah. Um, I, it was always my dream to do it, and my parents fully supported me, but I, my parents owned a chocolate factory. And as... As all parents do. As all parents do, yeah. Normal. Um, yeah. My brother and I... Most of them owned in <laughs> secret. <laughs> Guys, true. if there's any kids listening, and I know you are... Uh, your parents own a chocolate factory. A chocolate factory. <laughs> so I, I grew up thinking like, oh, I'm going to take over the chocolate factory. And the more, the older I got, like the more into art I got and the more into writing I got and the less into the business world I got. But I, I wanted to please my parents and be like, oh, I'll take over. Don't worry. Like, yeah, I know you guys worked, <laughs> worked 30 years on this. I will take over. And they never pushed me. They, they're like, yeah. you can do whatever you want to do. But I felt like I had to, like I was obligated to. So I was thinking like, what? What thing in business has the least um, numbers? Marketing. So marketing, of which I was wrong. A lot of numbers. So many numbers. A lot of numbers. Hated it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so I, that's kind of what brought me into that situation. By like the third year, I was like, I just want to drop out, but I'm so far. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just want to go to art college. Like, I should have just gone to art college and I should have just, you know, done well, my but, passion. But you you finished it, right? You I still did. have oh, that yeah. credential. Yeah, I still still finish so, it. I'm still still learned enough about life in college to yeah. make it worth it. Which is and you probably met some people there, yeah. learned a lot about yourself yeah, exactly. and things like that. So it's the experience, the experience more than the the credential. But you have that, you know, you have that piece of paper now yeah. that says you're, you know, relatively and good at life. It really comes in handy because I work for myself. So every day I look at that piece of paper, I'm like, wow, you're really qualified. Good job. Good me. job me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So uh, I guess the questions that come out of that, first of all, uh, do your parents need somebody to take over the chocolate factory? They sold it. 
they sold it a year and a half ago. Yeah, I work I work there actually part time now. After oh, they sold really? it, I, I started working there. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so that's out. Uh, but what advice would you have for somebody coming out of high school? Is there something you would have done differently? Um. Yes. Just like I said, I would I would have done what I like. I have no no regrets in the sense like I wouldn't be the place that I am if I didn't do what I did. But but um. I would just go with like what you're what you really love doing, whether it's not something your family particularly like wants you to do or you don't think you're going to make enough money, because if you hate what you're doing, your your whole life is going to be work and your whole life is going to be miserable. So I would say definitely just pursue at least pursue your passions if you if you can't afford to pursue them um, by by going to a school or by getting into that job right away, at least pursue them like part time in your extra time mm -hmm. and and you will I'm I'm 30 years old and I'm just getting my stuff together so you got plenty of time what's nice is uh the starving artist sort of ideal um I think is a concern for people when you when you start talking about art or yeah. history or something like that and it's like you know the starving artist isn't that bad of a person to be because if they're starving they're gonna be practicing more exactly because they're not gonna have any choice yeah right and you're gonna be stuck home either playing your instrument drawing, trying new things, and doing uh, everything you can to do that on the side. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. There you go. Starving artist. It's the perfect career choice for you everyone. wish you were a starving artist. <laughs> <laughs> I do all the time. All right. So let us play a song. Thank you very much, Katrina Constantine. Kickingcones.com. Thank you. Okay. And uh, C-O-N-E-S. Kicking cones. Is there yep. another way to spell cones? Um, no, there's not. No. So I guess that would be pretty obvious. C-H-O, uh, silent eight, and yep. E-S, exclamation point. Silent eight is always a good one. We're going to play a song, and then we're going to come back. We've got bad business ideas. We're going to talk about music and how you, when you're arting, how you listen to music and how you interact with music. We have got an artist-related pop quiz a very big month for this artist uh -oh. in particular <laughs> and uh yeah and then we're we're done we're already done with the first hour awesome told you it would be easy <sighs> told you it wouldn't be that uh <laughs> i wouldn't be that difficult uh islands is the name of the band this is rough gem on wprk winter park florida you're listening to a certain degree <laughs> talking heads on wprk winter park florida that was nothing but flowers and before the break, we heard from Real Estate with Time. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. I am here on WPRK Winter Park, Florida with Katrina Constantine. Good morning, Katrina. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun speaking with you. Has it? It has. Good. No, I'm sorry. It may, <laughs> may have sounded sarcastically. And you, you also may have been looking at my face, yes, which, which sometimes doesn't look like I'm being sincere. Which, unfortunately, is my face. That's that's totally all right. So if we could do sincerity lessons, but not like in your voice or inflection, but just in your facial qualities. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm saying something and I mean it, should I be constantly looking to the left? Yeah, constantly looking to the left. And um, definitely you need more of like a like scowl. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. OK, I'll work on that. Uh, so we have a little uh, section here, a little segment, a little bit that we like to call. Bad business ideas. Bad business ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. 
Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. We're not sure. Yes, bad business ideas. How does the cookie crumble? Let's find out. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk to you about a perspective idea. So I want to pitch this to you, see if you can help me develop it, if it is a future bad business idea so you could actually uh, sort of uh, pay it forward. Great. Or just hate it forward. I'm not sure. Either way. Probably hate it. I haven't had a chance to research this, but I figured you might be a target for this because of your work on Kicking Cones, on your comic strip, uh, which is at kickingcones.com. And it's your love of wordplay, your love of puns. Uh, Do you know where I'm going with this? Nope. Okay. So pun hunting. I'm looking for clever idea names. I'm looking for clever things. But I have to go to several different places. So I've got a source open here. I'm looking at a rhyming dictionary. I've got a thing. I'm Googling cliches. It's all in separate places. What if we were able to create a website, punhunting.com, and bring it all together so you could research everything at the same time somehow? How is this bad? No, I'm saying this is... Like an I, actually good idea. I would imagine this would be very difficult to produce. <laughs> but it's a thesaurus that cross-references a rhyming dictionary and a cliche de- Those database. are literally the three things I use. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. We could also maybe even cross-reference like dad jokes and other like memes and stuff like that, like stuff that's already out there. That sounds like my perfect partner right there. Okay. (laughs) Great. I hope no one else is listening currently. Hi, Allison. Oh, boy. So that is a service you would use. Yes. Punhunter.com. 100%. Okay, so I'm going to work on that. I think you should change the name, though. It kind of sounds like um, like something, I don't know. Um, (laughs) What? It sounds like something not not that great. Like it sounds. Pun Hunter. Like punter? Well, you want us to mash the words like, together? Maybe. Maybe something like that. It's yeah. something more wordplay. E? Wordplay E. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like it's like an adjective. All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Katrina, may I call you Katrina? Yeah, you may. Great. Uh is there anything more terrifying than identity theft? Um voicemails. Right. Then a hacked phone. Then your personal information getting stolen. Yes. Right. Nothing <laughs> scarier. And we just had Halloween, so I'm including that. So first we had passwords, and that's easy enough to get around, not terribly secure. Then came two-step authentication. Are you familiar with that? Um, yes. So you do the password, and then you, and then you have to unlock in. it on your phone or get a code or something like that, right? Uh, more secure, still 100% hackable. Somebody can still figure that out. Uh, Google is working on a solution. This is mainly for celebrities, politicians, high-level executives, or you have a physical USB key. So you type in your login and then and your password, and then you plug in this USB into whatever device you're trying to use. Uh, probably a computer since you can't do it on your phone. Seems ridiculous. So another company came up with a solution. Uh, you would take a picture of something that you always have on you. So it's a very special bracelet or maybe a spinning top that you use to make sure you're not in an inception level dream. Right? Great, great, yeah. Uh, still, all of these are hackable. So yeah. what I was trying to do is come up with a way to uh, get around this, to really come up with something that no one else could do, no one else could have, and no one else could know. And I thought about two-step authentication. What about a literal two-step? So we have devices that are tracking our movements all the time. We have our Fitbits on our wrists. We have our phones in our pockets. There you go, see? Mm-hmm. So what if to unlock your phone, do you actually did a dance move that only you know. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because yeah. it's literally no one else can do the move because no one else has maybe seen it. 
No one else can move exactly the way that you do. Oh, trust me, from, no one can. From what I understand, moves, dance moves are like fingerprints, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you have to be a trained professional choreographer in order to get to the same level. So yeah, dance moves, literally a two-step authentication. I like it. Uh, and so the name of the company would be Secure Step. And what you're going to, uh, oh, the tagline, because I know you're a marketing major, so I, I think you're going to like this. Dance like everyone's watching. <laughs> right? That's really good. So that is your first idea. Any questions about that so far? Um, Any um, insights? How does the thing know that you're dancing? Like, is it a video? Uh, just, no, no, no. Oh, it's just, just like it's Fitbit. literally, like, yeah, it's, it's always it. on. So the sensor is you'd have to put your phone in the same pocket every time Got in your it. Fitbit. So between the two... That's two levels of authentication that they're getting. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, 100% on board. Okay, good. You're in for that. Uh, Katrina, do you have any pets? I have four. I have four pit bull mixes. Great. Uh, what's the kind of pet that you would want to own uh, but haven't owned yet? Like, sky's the limit, any animal. Pig. Oh, neat. Yeah, okay. I want a big old pig. Very nice. Okay, so this has nothing to do with uh, the pig, Great. but I, I like the chutzpah, <laughs> chutzpah that you have. You've got some panache, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you've got a lot of panache, but does everybody think that? And does everybody, including your pets, think highly of you? I think only my pets think highly of me. Do you know that for sure? No, do I don't. Do you even know oh, if they really like you? What if they don't? It is just an act, like a ruse to get food and snacks and treats and all that stuff. I didn't even think about that. Do we know that for sure? No, we don't. Is there an easy way to tell what your pets really think about? I'm assuming as far as you're going to tell what, me yes. No, there's a complicated way, though. <laughs> Our new company, Pet Spionage, will set up spy equipment around your house to see what your pet is doing when you aren't looking and when you aren't home. To try to gauge how they truly feel about you. Are they looking at you lovingly or are they licking their chops? <laughs> are they happier together or are they doing the animal equivalent of rolling their eyes? So now you and I, as much as we'd like to think we're experts on animals, mm -hmm. we're not. No. Like I'm no dog, cat, pig, whisperer. So what we would do is Petspionage would bring in those experts to analyze the video for you. So to take a look at it and really tell the pet body language uh, what they're saying, what they're trying to convey to you and how they really feel about you. So we get like biologists, we get the uh, dog and cat and other animal whisperers. Uh, and just like FBI and other law enforcement organizations, we would employ ex-criminals or ex-bad pets to take a look at the video as well to give us a sense of what is that pet thinking? Because who better to tell us what a pet is thinking than another pet? That's so true. Yeah. So this is uh, Pet Spionage is the name of the company, as I mentioned. Don't let sleeping dogs lie oh is the tagline. I'm really good oh, at taglines. Yeah, I don't no, want to brag. No, you should have done I am the best at, bra at, bra at bragging. Lines. You're I'm really I'm good at bragging. At bragging. <laughs> You're so good at it. So good. All right, so we have Pet Spionage. Oh, man. And we have Secure Step. Do I want, my, do I want to know that my pets don't love me, though? Like, it's a good question. Kind of ignorance is bliss in that sense, you know? That, that's a really good point. I think that would be a marketing component that you'd have to overcome is to answer that question. And really, it comes down to wouldn't you want to have a pet that really appreciates you? Yeah. I mean, yes, but also, um, like, if they don't appreciate me, 
we could have a pet relocation service that goes along with it. Oh, my God. That would be so great for the pets. They could just constantly get relocated every time we find out that they don't love their owners. (laughs) This would be great. And then pet espionage is not incentivized at all because we charge every time we relocate a pet. That's so true. To relocate Um, pets constantly. So, yeah, like relocating is never an issue. (laughs) As a person who volunteers at animal services, it's so easy to relocate. Yeah, yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah, so so, I mean, like that would be super easy. <laughs> and remember, in, in this choice you have here, you're actually going to take the company and run with it, right? Just by being on the show, you're obligated to do this. Okay. My worry though with that one is what if we find out that all pets hate their owners? Interesting. That would be, that could be, yeah, that so could there's, really, there's really, really blow up the whole yeah, dynamic that we have with pets. I feel like the secure step thing would be a more secure investment, Yeah, if you will. Yeah. Um, whereas pets, Pet the pet espionage could eventually lead to a pet like revolution. Yeah, is your concern? What if we find out that they don't like us, and then they all realize that they don't like us, and then they form a union, right? And take over, which I'd be okay with, honestly. I think humans are yeah. like we think we're at the top of the food chain, but honestly, dogs and cats are way better than us. They would really, it would simplify everything. Yeah, right? it really would. So there'd be a lot more licking. Oh god, so much more licking, so more much more sniffing. Yeah. Oh. Do you What's, think they would make us like, you know, go to go to human human parks, human training school, and human like, training schools? Yeah, yeah human parks. To I around. would imagine. Yeah. yeah, and then we can all sniff each other, like. Okay, we're going a little far there, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. This has gone from um, a concerned post-apocalyptic world to uh, uh, maybe it wouldn't, maybe be, that it wouldn't bad. be that bad. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm, I'm trying to see all yeah. angles here to see if I really want right. to take that risk or not. But um, as a pet lover and with the possibility of dogs and cats taking over the world, I probably will have to go with pet espionage. Pet espionage, because you want to lead there. Yeah. So I like it because you're starting a company with sort of a secret plot yeah. to take over the world. Well, not for me to take over, for well, dogs somebody. and cats to take right, over. Right, right, yeah. right. You're, you're really looking for the downfall of all governments and man. Uh, yeah, mostly man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just man in general. I guess government is part of man, but mostly just man. Government is part of man. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not separated. <laughs> it's not separate, it no. wasn't part of the natural it's, world before yeah. man came along. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> First came government, then came right. man. Yeah. Hey, there's all these buildings here. Let's go in them. Let's just and tell people what to do. <laughs> Who has a gavel? Anybody? It just existed. It was yeah. always there. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so we're going to downfall of uh, man, of humans. Yes. I'm, I love that idea. Okay. So if anybody want to invest, you, you can start a Kickstarter for that oh, too. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I think people will definitely be on board. I can make a, one of the prizes could be a comic. <laughs> Very good. That's perfect. So I, I like it too, because you're already well placed because you're writing comics mainly about animals. Yeah. So you're going to be fine because you're going to be basically one of their entertainers. Oh my in God. The yeah. I'll have a job for sure for the rest of my yeah. life. So you're playing the long game, Katrina. Yeah, no, I'm, I've, it, it's all, and you know, it's, it's been plotted out. I'm smarter than I look. Just big plan, long, long term. I'm so sorry. We're <laughs> getting over smarter than you look. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's play a song. Thank you very much for that. Uh, let's play a little uh, Field Mouse with You Guys Are Gonna Wake Up My Mom on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Pressing the wrong buttons. Field Mouse on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You guys are going to wake up my mom. I, that's how I see it. Is, I that, don't is know that the title? If the inflection is correct. Yeah, you guys <laughs> are going to wake up my mom. Uh, that is a uh, song we just heard. 
And before that, we heard Bad Business Ideas, and you're listening to a certain degree. My very special guest, Katrina Constantine. Thank you again for being here. Hello. Thank you for having me. So you can find everything you need to know about Katrina on kickingcones.com. You can follow her on Instagram. We'll get into all the plugs and stuff later. But one thing I was curious about is the during the artistic process, during the creative process, when you're either writing, trying to come up with ideas, or you're drawing, how do you do you interact with music? Do you listen to music? Do you are you like one of those people who works in silence? Do you, do you have podcasts on in the background? What are you doing when you're creating? Uh, silence is definitely not a thing I do. Okay. <laughs> um, but music, yeah, I love love listening to music while I'm creating. Um, all sorts of things. I'll when I'm when I'm physically making stuff, I listen to a different type of music than when I am drawing. Oh, okay. Um, drawing, I can listen to pretty much anything, uh, but it can't be too distracting, I guess, is what I try not to, to do. So is it familiar music for the most part? Yeah, more more familiar things, more th- things like I already know the words to, yeah. and, and, or like music without any words. So you don't want to be taken out of yeah. that zone that you get into. Yeah, because especially if I'm thinking of ideas with writing, um, it just helps. You don't want to accidentally put some journey lyrics in there. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that would that would be really bad. It would be more like um, Alanis Morissette lyrics. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, that's when I'm actually physically because I, I a lot of my I make all my stuff. So like I make magnets, I make prints. I have a industrial printer, so I have to do a lot of cutting, a lot of putting together, a lot of signing, a lot of um, tedious like hundreds and hundreds of little buttons and things like that. Mm-hmm. So. There's a lot of uh, physical labor that goes into my art. Um, and for that, I love like more of the pumped up like 90s music or uh, some uh, dance electronica. Yeah, like, yeah. Anything really. Or sad music. I like sad music, too. Sometimes I work really well with it. To sad music. <laughs> I, I've done that, too. It, it definitely works when you're trying to write something a little sadder or yeah. do something a little sadder. But it also helps from a, especially if it's sad music that came in a certain part of your life, that there can be sad inspirational music, right? Yeah. Like, it's not just sad to bring you down. It's sad to kind of motivate you to be better, do better, those exactly. sorts of things. Exactly. It's kind of like a bittersweetness. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. not like, uh, but. But then you also have your EDM going with the beat. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so helping you out, especially <laughs> if you're doing something, you know, repetitive. Oh, yeah. And sad. you're doing the same thing over and over again. Exactly. That is... Yeah, the only thing I that doesn't motivate me is uh, country. Uh, okay, but you haven't listened to Which, the right country. Yeah, no, I do like certain ones, but yeah. in general as a genre, it's hard for me to, um, I just didn't grow up on it. Yeah. And nothing against it, but a lot of, I guess maybe against certain lyrics. <laughs> maybe. But in general, like, I like, I, I was finally introduced to some better country later on in life, and sure. I, I learned to appreciate it finally, but uh, it just doesn't, that's not one thing I usually play while I'm working. So 90s music is because of the nostalgia factor. Yeah, I sure. would imagine. And the ha- happiness, and like the beats are just so It's a very, you know, I, I think 80s music gets a lot of play. Obviously 70s, 60s all has kind of that um, uh, personality or that easily recognizable uh, sort of feel to it. But I think 90s music doesn't because it really starts to get a little more variety. Then. Yeah, for sure. And right. I mean, you have all those great bands from Third Eye Blind to, to uh, that's all I could think of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all those all amazing those bands. <laughs> like Third, Third Eye, Eye Blind. And Third Eye Blind. And, and Third the Eye other Blind. ones. That other one. <laughs> 
nothing but and uh, the quartet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those are all. Those are so good. Really good. What about new stuff that you're listening to? Um, I've been really into. Uh, let's see. I've been kind of going back into my older stuff recently. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Uh, oh no, I lied. Spotify. Thanks to Spotify, that's like my new favorite thing. I've I have found a lot of new stuff. Haley Kiyoko. So I was listening to some of that last night because you mentioned that yeah. as one of your current favorites, and that was really good. Yeah, she's everything she puts out is awesome. Yeah, and but what I liked too, the couple three four videos that I watched on YouTube, I think she either directed or co-directed. Yeah, and them. she's so an she's, amazing director too. Yeah, she's like, so she very much takes a very uh, specific hand in what she's doing, which I think is nice yeah, when it comes to the visuals. It's really great, and it's yeah. uh finally music. I guess a certain population can relate to, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um. She she's open about like her sexuality and things like that, and she she makes music that like makes people feel comfortable, and I just I just like the feel overall. It's very happy. Nice. All right, uh, how about the rest of the time, like uh, walking the dogs or in the car or something like that? Are you just jamming out to music twenty four seven or walking the dogs? Okay, so I. Do you have, have to listen to the music that the dogs like? When oh, yeah, only, yeah, only with the dogs like. Yeah, things. only waltzes. <laughs> These pitbull um, mixes and their waltzes. It's funny because my whole entire life, like, I have had such a problem with reading. Like, I loved, you know how they say in order to write better, you have to read more? Mm-hmm. Well, I, like, never was able to follow that because I could never concentrate on reading long enough. So I would basically just write, and it would fail, and then write better and write better and write better. But um, with audiobooks, I just discovered Overdrive. And it connects to your public your library, library card. Yeah. yeah. And you can get free audiobooks. Um, oh, God, I've been obsessed. I think I read more books this entire year than I have my entire 30 years of life. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I, I just walk the dogs and listen to audiobooks. And I put it fast because audiobooks, they talk so slow. It's like, hello, my Oh, so you're consuming day. them is at a very yeah. quick rate. Which is just like a regular rate. Right. Yeah, you can double the speed and it's just like them normally talking. And they sound like chipmunks, which yeah. is fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they sound so much more excited. Than, like, I, am, yeah. <laughs> I started a book in, at like 1.8 speed and I was like, wow, this guy's like really motivating. And then I slowed it down to the regular voice and he was like, and then you go to the store. And I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> so what is one of your favorites been that you've listened to? Um, well, right now I'm rereading, I'm re-listening to the Harry Potter series. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, nice. You know, never too old. Um, oh, gosh, but yeah. as far as favorites, I actually, I like a lot of um, nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And there was this book called Homo Deus. And it's about like mankind's progression towards like becoming like superhuman. But okay. it's it's got like a really interesting history and a really interesting like uh, breakdown of of our weird habits as humans, like the way we eat, the way we like believe in religions, the way we like all that kind of stuff. And it's just a really overall interesting. Book. Are you saying I eat weird? Yeah, you eat so weird. Okay, well, yeah. I, I've only been trying to eat kale salad in front of you because I appreciate your veganism. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's really natural. Like our ancestors, how our great grandfathers, they used to go to Publix and get styrofoam plates of meat. Yeah. And eat me 17 times a day. Yeah. Yeah, like totally Hunter normal. Hunter-gatherers. Yeah, yeah. That's so normal. And say where we were hunting. <laughs> yeah, in public. Hunting for bargains and <laughs> gathering meats. Yes, exactly. That's what so. my understanding are. 
What about when you're, uh, you know, ninja star practice, ninja throwing star practice, uh, exercise, that sort of thing? Oh, exercise, one hundred percent music. Yeah, uh, yeah. If I back forget, to EDM. oh yeah, if back, to EDM. back to Haley Kiyoko, um, or Kesha, or anything mm. poppy. Um, yeah, no. I, if I forget my headphones when I go to the gym, I, there is no gym. <laughs> There's just nope, no gym. I'm out. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Jim. Done. Nice. Okay, well, uh, let's take a break. I did queue up some Tori Amos, so I don't know if yes. you are a fan of hers. I am. Uh, it was sort of a 90s thing for me, for sure. Uh, and I think that there were, you know, it, there were significantly fewer female artists until an Alanis Morissette came along. Like, in my mind, there was, and I think it's probably because everybody sounded the same, but it was a very male-dominated industry. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so Tori Amos, Alanis Morissette, sort of those 90s. TLC. Yeah, the, was... the 90s bands came along and the 90s artists came along. And now what I love about uh, the diversity of music that we have now is it's so much easier for women to get into it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because they can record and they can just put it up and not have to worry about the, uh, uh, the industry. So had a total crush on her. We're going to hear... Uh, I wanted to do a cover because I thought it would be kind of fun to to listen to her do something a little different. So this is Humpty Dumpty on WPRK, <laughs> Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Tori Amos on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Humpty Dumpty. Uh, I do appreciate that song and that artist. Uh, you're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. I'm here with Katrina Constantine. Katrina, our time is almost up. Thank goodness. Oh, <laughs> say the sweetest things. Such uh, a good person you are. Uh, so we're going to do a pop quiz. Great. Yeah, just I, because I really uh, now I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> so I've been trying to theme pop quizzes lately. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I look at, like, what's going on in the month? Who's got a birthday? Who's got an anniversary? So originally, because it is uh, the anniversary of the person who came up, James Naismith, who came up with basketball. I was going to do basketball one. Then I thought, no, nah, it's pretty uh. specific. <laughs> Let's go with an art one. Cool. So this is about an artist, famous French artist, uh, best known for his sculptures. And he was actually born in this month uh, on November, I think, the 12th. And he died 100 years ago on November 17th. Whoa. So can you guess who I'm talking about? No. You want to guess? <laughs> um. For the sake of my uh, reputation, no. Okay, very good. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Auguste Rodin. I would have never. No. Nope. Yeah. So, and it, it's pretty interesting because what's nice about this sort of approach that I have is I look it up and I'm, oh, look at his Wikipedia page. Super interesting. Like, you wouldn't expect that from a famous, you know, 1800, 1900s artist, right? Yeah, no, not at all. Like a super interesting life and all sorts of weird stuff going on. Uh, so... I could spend all day talking about them, but we're just going to ask some questions. They should be relatively easy. You'll know all the answers. Can you give uh, me a hint? And I'm going to do it in French. Okay, great. Okay. Merci. So let's start with an easy one. The thinker or the kiss? Is that a question? Yeah. Which one? Uh, thinker. Okay, great. Uh, as you may or may not know, Rodin started out drawing and painting, actually, before he started sculpting. What was the name of his teacher at the Petit École, I'm not pronouncing anything right, <laughs> who Rodin noted as an influence throughout his career? Was his name A, Horace Lecole de Beaux-Badron, B, Lecole Beaux-Badron de Horace, <laughs> or C, Beaux-Badron Horace de Lecole? 
definitely gonna go with uh Horace de la Bobquash. Horace Leco de Bosbodron? Yeah, yeah. That's correct, yes. Yeah, perfect. He's actually a very famous instructor. So in that school, uh, a lot of famous uh French artists came through. And what was interesting I found is that he emphasized uh memorization as a way to find your own voice. So what he would do is have his students look at something, whatever it was, whether it was a bowl of fruit or a building or something like that, memorize it and then try to draw it from memory. And he felt like that was a really good way for people to find their own voice as far as their artistic choices went. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Kiss and The Thinker, we talked about earlier. You're familiar with both. I oh, think. totally. The Thinker for sure. Yeah. I'm so... And The Kiss is the, the one where the man and the woman are kissing. In Titanic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're king of the world's. Uh, both started out, though, as smaller pieces as part of a uh, piece that he was doing, an elaborate sculpture that he was doing called The Gates of Hell. Yeah. So these were small little pieces as part of that. Uh, this was commissioned as a doorway to a decor decorative arts museum in France that was never built. Uh, so I, The Gates of Hell for the entryway into a museum, maybe not the best name. What may have been a better name? For it. Is it A, the portal for mortals, B, the aperture for culture, or D, or C, sorry, the door to the museum? <laughs> Which do you think would have been um, a better one? All of the above? Uh, any of them would have been better. I'll yeah, take yeah. that answer, yeah. <laughs> so it was the Museum of Decorative Arts in Paris. He was awarded the commission in 1880. They never ended up building uh, the museum, as it turned out. But he worked on that piece for 40 years, never finished it. Whoa. Yeah. So that it sucks. was, uh, oh, and the reason it was called The Gates to Hell is because it was intended to depict scenes from Dante's Inferno. Oh, the, se so, the seven levels or something? Yeah. So I'm not sure where the thinker and the kiss comes in. Probably uh, on like the second level. Of yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's true. Thinking yeah, is so. the worst. And kissing is even worse. Oh, my gosh. With the, <laughs> ugh, ugh, so dirty. Uh, the largest collection of Rodin's work is located in a museum in, is it A, Paris, France, B, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or C, underwater somewhere in Rodin's secret underwater kingdom? Um, I'm going to go with C. Uh, I really wanted to go to his underwater kingdom, and I was hoping right. it would be there. So I haven't found it yet, so there's no proof uh, that it isn't there. Okay, good. So then we're just going to go ahead and say that is the correct answer. Great. And then the uh, museum where they have the second most uh, number of his sculptures and pieces is in Philadelphia. Actually. Is it really? I would have said yeah. Paris. So w during later life, uh, he began touring. He actually was one of the few artists that became popular while he was still alive. And so because it's sculpture, what you can do is cast, you know, his stuff. So basically some of them are originals, but a lot of them are like, the first castings of his pieces. So cool. in Philadelphia, they have the first cast, the bronze cast of the uh, what never was completed, but the Gates of Hell. And underwater, they have all the 3D printed versions. All the, the only 3D printed, yeah. because what else is going to survive underwater? Exactly. Like the cast stuff or the bronze <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, while Rodin was recognized while he was still alive as an amazing talent, when he was first started, when he was first starting out, uh, the critics didn't really like his work. They actually felt like it was so realistic that he probably cast it from a living model. So uh, this insulted him a bit. Uh, it was known as Sir Milage. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that either. Uh, what did he do to get back at his critics? Was it A, carve elaborate traps for the critics to get stuck in? B, uh, brick statues that he threw through their windows? Or C, sculpt many of his future works over or undersized 
to show that he could get the details right. Huh. Um, if I was him, I would carve the traps. Yeah. But uh, you thinking... and me both, sister. <laughs> yes. Uh, but trying to put myself in his shoes, I would imagine he um, B or C. One uh, of those. Sculpt many of his future works over or undersized. Yeah. To show that. He, yeah, that's the good. Okay. So the one, one of the two that I said. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice job. You got all of them right. Sort of. Yeah, great. I mean, I'm all the ones, I, I can't prove that one about the underwater kingdom. So, yeah, you got you I'm the smartest. Really well. I'm so smart. I would look him up. He's he's a really cool guy. And he's still dead. That, so it's not a, like, zombie situation. Could he be underwater still? Oh, he could be in his kingdom underwater. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. it's possible. Just think about that for a minute. Yeah, let's think about okay. that. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and play another song. <laughs> How about uh, Alec Meta with Anima? I love it. Okay. I can't hardly say any of that, but yeah. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to Surgery, kickingcones.com. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Katrina Constantine will be back, and we're almost done. Ooh, thank you. Feels like we're in space. <laughs> we're going to Mars. Alec Meta with Anima on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. Did I say that already? Did I say WPRK twice? Um, I think three times. Okay, good. Yeah. Because then it appears. Yeah. If you say WPRK into a mirror three times, it and appears. And you spin around. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then you can listen. To, that's how you listen to us now. Yeah. Through a mirror. Yeah. Like, when are they going to make smart mirrors? That's what I'm waiting for. Seriously. Why haven't they? Katrina Constantine is here. Uh, I really enjoyed our talk because you're very imaginative, and that shows not only in your uh, work, your artistic work, but also in person as well. So thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And so to learn more about Katrina, her art, the comics, uh, where you might be going to next in terms of shows, you're doing stuff all the time here around Central Florida, but... Uh, traveling internationally as a spy, too, I would imagine, gives you some opportunities to work. Yeah, uh, that really shows. helped me um, helps me get out there. Yeah. Uh, but kickingcones.com, spelled exactly like you would expect. I'm actually launching. You can still go there. It just takes you to my Tumblr page, which is yep. right now my main page. But I'm actually working on a website I'm launching. Oh, when are you launching it? Uh, hopefully, well, hopefully, like no, a, a year a, and a half ago. Give us a specific <laughs> so, date so you feel obligated 100%, to One hundred percent. I'm launching it by December fifth. December fifth. So if it's not up by then, you. This is a contract. You're on the yeah, radio right no, now. Like you better send out the tiki torches. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know about <laughs> that one, but yeah, we'll send out something. We'll send a sternly worded. Uh, tweet that or, or a typewritten <laughs> one, please. Yes, I will do that. Uh, Instagram, so Tumblr is your main sort of blogging platform. You get a lot of stuff out yes, there. Yes, that there. was my main one. Actually, now I, I kind of have Instagram as my favorite. Yep, it's kind of switched. To uh, that. you can follow you on Facebook. Is it a challenge mm -hmm. like having to do all those different uh social mediums? Yes, is it uh, the plural of media? Medi, medii, yeah, okay, medii, yep, um, and <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, I don't know how to keep up with, I guess I should get that thing, the Hootsuite or whatever, that when mm -hmm. you post on one and it posts on all of them. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just action. haven't done that yet, and probably yeah. that would make my life easier. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Uh, and then Kickstarter, when should we expect that again? That will... Legally obligated to yes. put it up well, by the time you, you say. That's why I wanted to make my website first, um, but as soon as I launch my website, I'm getting right into that and putting a timeline for that. So I'll Perfect. be launching it, and then the, the launch will have the timeline. So it'll make a really great holiday gift for somebody. It would 
if I get it done before the holidays. I'm sure you will now that I said it. By December 5th, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I will be scared not to get it done by then. I think you should be because I'm feeling very, uh, I'm, ve- I'm you know, it's nice to be able to promise somebody else's deadlines. Yeah. When I have no uh, uh, actual you know, stake in it in that, terms of having to do any work. Do you want to be my partner in it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So now you have stake in it. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, just uh, off the top, any shows coming up? Are you um, planning to well, be Well, you were soon? talking about that you're going to be at Big Bang Bazaar. I'm going to be at Big Bang Bazaar, uh, which is fun to say. That's going to be up in Sanford on December, I want to say, 3rd. Yes. So you can come visit me, and I will actually uh, be, ha- I'll have pre-written uh, cards and letters for people. So you just send them out and sign them or sign them and then send them out. That sounds awesome. And yeah. uh, I might actually do that show if they still have openings. Okay. So I can hang out with you and get some of your cards. Very good. Actually, you should, I should have you do some of the cards because that would be great because I think people wouldn't be more likely to take them if they're beautiful with your artwork on them than if they just have my crazy writings in them. No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for saying no to that. I'll be yeah. sure to help you with your website. I'm, I'm trying to learn how to say no more. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Glad I could help you practice that. Thank you. Okay. okay. So anything else you want to practice before we go? Um, No. <laughs> You're getting really good at that. I'm really good. All at right. Let's play one more song. How about some uh, Velvet Underground? That sounds great. The Velvet Underground. Underground. Yeah. Okay, this is After Hours on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to A Certain Degree. I'll be back next week with a very special guest, uh, my good friend, uh, Shai Galat, who does his own podcast, and we'll be talking about that and some other things. And uh, Katrina will be out. I'll release her back into the world. Great. Thank you so much for having me. This was really <laughs> You're fun. You're welcome. Uh, sure. It was great. Okay, seriously, you don't have to say no, but you could be at least sincere <laughs> for crying out loud. All right, uh, have a great day. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Read Katrina's comics and purchase her work at kickingcones.com. Be warned, you will fall in love all over again with talking penguins. Who wouldn't? You can also learn more about the show at toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A certaindegree.com. If you really like comic strips, get in touch with Nick. He loves to talk to people about it. Anything, really. All topics. He's kind of lonely.